You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, uh, episode 11. Uh, I'm John, and I'm joined tonight by Chris and John Hayden. Hello. Hello, hi, yes. Yeah, good. Oh, someone got a test. No, that's is, that, is, that, is that a caller? That's a baby one. <laughs> baby one. Starting the learning. Is it not another chairman pressing the panic button? Oh, hey, somebody plugging the blog already. Sorry, blogs. What one? More than one. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're busy this week. I know. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a bit slow in the uptake, though. You never even wrote a blog about Jim McIntyre, did you? <laughs> drafted it. Drafted it was enough. <laughs> have, you no longer got, have you no longer got insider information, John? Just no, I, th- I think uh, I wasn't expecting the McIntyre one. Um, but this one I wish I'd done Saturday night now. Because then the tip was going to be Houston, he has a problem. Uh, ruined it. Yeah, aye. Houston, he has a job at BBC Sports, then, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I've seen, seen that mentioned earlier. Uh, so, I suppose we could just talk about the sackings first of all then, as opposed to talking about the shirt a bit. I, I mean, the, the back and turn one came out a, a week early maybe. I, I was, I know Ross County was struggling this season, but you'd have thought it might have got to come on that game with him, give him that chance in that one. But uh, no, that's, uh, that's a bit of a boat. The, the Peter Houston one, Maybe a bit more understandable if I could have had a horrendous start to the season. But um, it's still, I mean, it's still only the end of September. I think when you look at Falkirk, they're 13 points behind Dunfermline and 8 points off the playoff spot. And we're, um, I know they're still a long way to go in the season, but they haven't won a game either. And, they own, and two of their draws have been against part-time sides. No, it's really not looking good for them this season. Um Whereas McIntyre was completely out of the blue um, because I know Ross County had a struggling start of the season, as I've mentioned in the blog, but um, I think he could have got a wee bit more time um, to turn it around because they are notoriously slow starters, Ross County. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, I mean, the Kamala game at the weekend was going to be a, a big game anyway, but it's, it's apparently not, uh, not soon enough for, for McIntyre, so... And you see what else can it do not? But I mean, come on, what's fancy our chances now? Even at home. <laughs> Aye, even at home. <laughs> do you know if I've been anyone linked to the job yet? I've seen Paul Hartley linked to the Ross County job. He seems to be made the early favourite. That's because you've read my blog. You'll probably like the Falkirk job as well, you'd think, as well. <laughs> I, think, I think you'll find a Red McBookie's tweet. <laughs> I'm winding you up. No, um, I think I th- Hartley was interviewed for Inverness job a while back, so I don't, and he is keen to get back into management. So I think he would consider Ross County probably head of Falkirk because the division they're in. Whereas Falkirk has a bit of work to be done. Yeah, because if, if we might get an Inverness job in a couple of weeks, because Robertson's not exactly got off to a great start up there either. <laughs> well, John has written a blog about him, hasn't he? So that's that's a nap. <laughs> If you want to put money in your next manager to go, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah they've started horrendously as well. Their only win was against Breakin, and they're shutting goals for fun. The return of Robbo just is not working out. No, um, no. Still don't get how he got that job, but you can read more about it. I'll say no more on here. Read about it. Aye, managers are telling can sometimes work, sometimes they don't work. Uh, Craig Levine, things are going Pretty well for Hart so far. Yep. Which we'll come on to later. <laughs> they get, they get uh, a bit lucky this weekend, I think, but uh, we'll come on to it later. But I charity bet. So, Darren Smith did score first for Stalin Albion. Uh, however, he didn't score first in the game, so that bet was still the swanny. However, the three league leaders in the Championship, uh, League 1 and League 2, all won. Denferma won 3 0, Retro was on 2 0, and Stoyan Albion won 3 2. So, they're £31.90 added to the pot. 
Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting the results right this season, which is good. I mean, it's worth mentioning that last week we suggested St Johnson would be a good bet if it wasn't for the fact they'd screwed up the bet the week before. And St Johnson won as well, so we seem to be picking yeah. the right teams this week, this season so far. How long will that continue? Yes, so that's us on 163 pounds, 67 pence, which is pretty decent because we're only about a quarter of the way into the season in terms of podcasts. Uh, um, I will apologise in the goal score bet not for picking Dan Smith but for leading you guys on the WhatsApp chat because um, I said Dan Smith scores first but for starting I've been not the first game, goal of the game uh, that, that one's unlucky I, mean, I don't think it was in normal the pick yeah yeah it was a decent pick the one thing I was glad about was that Lewis Vaughn didn't score first uh, he didn't actually score at all so that's his run ended in terms of him because we've had him couple of times so uh, I suppose we should move on to last week and the uh, four bet Fred Cup matches yep. three, three of which went to plan they were the favourites winning uh, but yeah unfortunately the fourth one didn't go to plan uh, I think I think we said that, that the, the Mother Wabbling game was probably the most difficult of the lot uh, and so it proved yes it definitely did uh, Celtic pretty comfortably through watched the first half and then as soon as it was 2 now I was like no interested I thought I can't see Dundee coming back into it uh, I don't know did you, you watch it at all I watched the second half of it I was, I was playing football that night but uh, I heard I heard the two goals and then I got up and watched the second half and uh, seen the rest of so it so between us we seen the game more or less so, uh, the, uh, <laughs> so I said I maybe the good part well yeah in terms of the goals. Aye, I mean, by the time I sat and watched it, it looked like it was a training exercise for Celtic. They were clearly with the other games in mind by the time that came around, so it was uh, an easy stroll in the park for Celtic. Yeah, Dundee uh, actually started all right as well. First, kind of maybe 20 minutes or so, Dundee were all right, but yeah, as soon as Forrest scored the first, that was it. Aye, the, the Elbeck 2 chance was the, kind of the turning point, I thought, well, he, he really should have made contact with that, and if he did that, it was a goal. Very hard to miss for that, for that far out. But um, no, I don't know exactly what he did. He just kind of mistimed it, or wasn't he expecting it to get all the way through, or or something like that. But no, after that, it was it was plain sailing for Celtic. The the penalty. I've seen a few people suggesting that uh, Scott Sinclair dived. Um, I think at that pace, it doesn't take much to knock you down. But uh, I do think Scott Sinclair play, may have made more of it than there was. But I, I think it was there was contact. I don't think there was this idea of what she's supposed to do, get out of the way. It looked to me like he was making the challenge. So I think this is another one of those a booking for a dive might be slightly harsh, but I think uh, it certainly was a penalty. Yeah, it was a comfortable stroll for Celtic. I mean, the two games the night before were, um, were the closer games. Um, we said about Hibs and Livingston which it depends which Hibs turns up well you could say that both Hibs turns up (laughs) (laughs) they were looking shaky a couple of times and then eventually pulled through Um, and the Rangers game would have been interesting to see if Partick Thistles class had come 10 minutes earlier because Rangers were on the ropes at that point but to be credit to them um, they dug deep in extra time and started on fire and killed the game off yeah it was one one of those games where they had introduced the fourth sub for extra time which yeah. I think many people have forgotten was a rule now these days but uh, that was good to see I it I was a Scottish Cup rule but I um, didn't know it expanded to League Cup ah, I think they had to just to, to both competitions this season so yeah I mean um, like you say Partick Thistle probably finishing stronger in that game at, at, up to full time got their goal right at the death um, but Rangers managed to, to click it up enough to, to get into the semi-final uh, the Hibs Livingston game, I didn't realise it uh, when we did the podcast last week. That's the first time these two have met since the, the cup final in 2004. When Hibs had beat Celtic in the quarter final, Rangers in the semi final, and then thought, ah, it was the trophy, and Livingston beat them. <laughs> the year Livingston won an administration sponsored by Intelligent Finance. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, 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 yeah I, admit, I, I didn't know that was the last time they made in that competition either. But. Yeah, well, apparently that was the last time they played. So um, I think you're right. I'm pretty, pretty sure they were in administration when they played that cup final. They were. Um, I remember David Fernandez being on loan as a former club from Celtic, and they felt guilty about the fact his loan continued <laughs> while other people were losing their jobs. So, uh, but I am sorry. 
but I'm sure it's a happy moment for most Lovingston fans because uh, they did eventually get back at our administration. They've had a few financial issues since then, but um, it's just funny that year because Habs managed to beat Celtic Rangers in the way to the final. <laughs> you think I've been enough? No, he's still got one more to play. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, uh, they, they move on to Thursday. By the way, Aberdeen, uh, it's just one of the games that just Aberdeen just didn't turn up. I don't think there was really anyone apart from Ryan Christie you could give pass marks to. Uh, John, I know John, you were at the game, I was at the game. Uh, just disappointed. Uh, when it be a cup tie, and it's one of your few chances to kind of win. It'd be a trophy. Yeah, it was just a, an awful performance. I mean, the, um, the team selection, uh, another um, bad team selection. They um, and they just didn't turn up in the night. My little were hungrier. Um, it's a bad night when John uh, when Joe Lewis um, has an off night because <laughs> that's really what happens since he's come into the club. You're up against it. We've made a change to go five three two. Didn't really work that much either. Um, no, definitely didn't. Dominic Ball was supposed to be playing the whole midfield role. He stopped supply up to Lou Malt. Um That didn't really work either because he just he he went missing quite a lot of time. I'm not picking on Dominic Ball, by the way, but because the whole team were were garbage. I mean, Ryan Christie showed flashes. Um, mm. Me putting a lot of running, but other than that, the team were abysmal and defensively were shocking again. Um, and it was. We'll obviously come on to the other game later, but that was the bigger of the two games because it's a cup tie. You know, league, league matches you can make up the points. Um, yeah, it's disappointing to go to the cup, but no credit to Mullow deserve to win. And if they play like that in the semi final against Rangers, they have a chance. Yeah, you know? I think de- de- definitely Motherwell were hungry. They always won every 50 50. Uh, played, just play, I probably the best I've seen. Anyone play against us for a while. Ball uh, and Bowman causes all sorts of problems. Reynolds, there's no point even running through the players because they were all poor. But even again, after the first change, the other changes were quite kind of unusual as well. Then uh, when you're maybe chair of chasing the game, you thought maybe we'll maybe bring on a Scott Wright or a Greg Stewart, but no, uh, didn't happen. And, didn't really, we didn't really create much at all either. The thing that was galling for me was the lack of movement. Like every time we had a throw in, no one was wanting yeah. the ball. They were all hiding, and it was you know that made a lot of fans angry, including myself. Um, but we've got to give credit. I mean, I'll eat my um, my hat with regards to Stephen Robinson because I thought that Mother would struggle this season, and I didn't think he was inspiring employment. And I know a few Mother fans that. No, weren't inspired by that appointment. Thought it was a cheap option, but he's done very well. He's got a new players that have fitted the system, and it's working well from so far. Um, in the semi-final league, young boy Cabo looks good as well. He looks a player. Mm-hmm. The middle of the park, yeah, he was really good. Um, but yeah, just early on, Marvel set the tone for the game, and we just never got into it. One nil down. you're kind of disappointed with. Obviously, I was almost chucking it in the net. The second goal, I just think the heads went down. See, when they scored the second goal, you couldn't even see anyone really kind of trying to G up the rest of the players. It was as if they almost kind of were all like just looking at each other, kind of, oh, whose fault was that? Kind of thing. Uh, at that point, you just thought, nah, we're not going to get back into this at all. Um, one thing I would say, maybe after the match, possibly a bit of an overreaction by some fans in terms of. Uh, Said, oh, it sort of turns out, it sort of turns out. Because aside from that game, okay, we've maybe not been playing great, but we are unbeaten in the league. Uh, and yeah, after yesterday as well, we still are unbeaten in the league, so probably more just a disappointment. I think it was, that's why maybe there was a wee bit of overreaction with it being the cup. Yeah. I think as well, um, although we've been winning games in the league, we've not been playing great. Um, and for you know, and some fans saw that result coming last Thursday. Um, and there was just a lot of anger about that, and because we haven't had a settled starting lineup all season, um, this frustration we need to get. I, I said last week that once we get a, to a settled starting eleven, I think we'll be fine. We'll start seeing better performances and even better results than what we've been getting. Um, but you know, 
some of the, I agree with you, John, that some of the fans' reaction was over the um, was over the top. Like, there was a guy who was kicking traffic cones at, um, at people when they were hitting a kid, and I just thought, and I just said to him, "Listen, calm down, stop kicking cones at people." Um, can, can I defend them? Like, remember the uh, the Hibs uh, Livingston final I was talking about? I was at Easter Road the night they they beat Celtic, and I was so annoyed with the fact that we'd lost that I volleyed a, a, what I thought was an empty cup of coke <laughs> and it turned out it was full <laughs> and scalped a guy that was leaving and he just turns in and looked at me and as if it was the most understanding anybody has ever been that's just been soaked with coke <laughs> he just looked at me and just walked away and shook his head so if you're out there, thank you <laughs> for not giving me a kicking that I probably deserved because I was I was raging that night, so I can kind of understand that feeling. Because when you're, I mean, you, you said it yourself. I mean, like your best chance of silverware is one of the two cups, and they're at defeat to Motherwell. That's one of the two chances gone this season. Um, yeah. Do you, Do you think it's down to the what you were saying about the the set of the eleven that he just hasn't found it yet? Don't think so. Uh, I think tactically we never got it quite right. Even. Probably early on as well, before even they'd scored. Our only real tactic seemed to be Joe Lewis kick it out for Kenny McLean to win headers out wide. That there wasn't much else at all. I don't remember a string even maybe three or four passes together. Um, so, but I think it was just an on-off night for most of the players, um, which is it's unusual for the team. I suppose so the, the next question would be. Is, so I was just—I was. Do you think the, the next question is probably would be? Do you think he improved in the Sunday game? Yeah, well, yeah, we were more physical. Didn't allow Motherwell to play the type of football they played on Thursday. Um, certainly defensively, which is an area that we've talked about for a while in the podcast. It's where Aberdeen are the weakest. Looked a lot better. But uh, honestly, John McKenna, who had an outstanding game. Um, Helped as well by the fact we had a bit of protection in midfield with O'Connor, who just kind of kept in simple, but also stopped uh, Motherwell kind of getting the ball out for Mole or Bowman as well. It, it wasn't pretty at all to watch. We'd um, never been used to having Hayes and McGinn previous season, whereby with those two in the wing, we didn't have any width at all. Um, even probably, I don't know, Christie and didn't really like it to go out wide much. Uh, however, later on, like, the goal came from Logan uh, coming up, and then obviously Constantine finished it off. So the fullbacks get involved. Yeah, I think Christie's involvement was probably the best bit of the goal, right enough. It was, yeah. But definitely, well, I think we're just too adaptive. We've lost four people who were pretty much. I play every week. Um, that, that's hard to adjust to. So if you consider yeah. the fact that. Okay, I would not maybe playing well, but we're still beating the league. Yeah, we are out of the cup. That is disappointing, but they're not bad considering. Uh, obviously, we've got maybe harder games to come, but maybe that's when they start clicking. I, I don't think as well that he'll start the same team as what he did yesterday against the Jordan. He might, because the Jordan are quite kind of physical as well. We could play kind of slightly similar way, but I still think he'll change it again. I would hope at home. That there'll be a wee bit of width in the team anyway. Uh, and I suppose as well there was a we scored after just after Greg Stewart came on. Well, Tansy is a um, will be out injured because I think he gets, goes through his operation this week. Um, yeah. So I'd imagine that you know Stewart or um, or Wright will come in and start and play him because I think Mackay Stephen wasn't even on the bench yesterday, um, which you know he's just not hit the ground running at all. Um, neither Stuart to be fair but um, Stuart looked a wee bit more impressive than we came on yesterday um, I think what we need to do is get the the centre half pair and the whole midfield in, um, positions nailed down for a few weeks and build a solid base because if you look at Dick McKenna's teams we've always had a solid back four um, I know people criticise Ash Taylor but he played his part in that um, and Ryan Jack in front of him and we need to identify that quickly. There was signs yesterday that could work. Whether Anthony Connors the answer long term for a whole midfield role, I don't know. But maybe it's worth trying for a couple of weeks and just stick with that for a few weeks and see how we got on and then yeah. take it from there. Good thing about yesterday was though it did show we 
can have a plan B in terms of playing a completely different way and winning. Um, you wouldn't want us to be kind of using that plan B too often, though, because I, I mean it was it was pretty it was pretty kind of dire to watch. But the main but the main aim of yesterday was to to like win basically. Yeah. Uh, performance just... didn't really kind of matter too much. It was just yeah, it was the stifle muddle. It was the stifle muddle, and um, and if we go there, then that's exactly what happened. Um, no, me didn't get a lot of service as a result, but you know, so in future games you want a a formation where we can get the best out of Stephen May. Um, we won't do that with the formation personnel we digested, but we did what we had to do to win the game. It was ugly, but it was needed to build a wee bit of confidence back and send a statement to say that result's not going to affect us long term. Yeah. Yeah. I think it gives you the three-point buffer of us and Johnson as well going into next weekend's game, so there's that importance. it was that important to get the result as well. Because St Johnson were uh, second, going to having won the Saturday, going into this game, so to get that back was was important. Could be as well. Like out of every negative, I was saying it was a positive. So the positive being that Scott McKenna got his chance mm-hmm. and performed really well. So he might get a wee run in the team now. Yeah, we hope so. Because um, I think Reynolds just hasn't looked good at all all season. I think he needs to be left out for a while and. You know, persist with McKenna and maybe Arneson alongside them yeah. for a wee bit because I thought the two had a good understanding. You know, the old head and the young head in there. Definitely. And they, they are, they both will win plenty of balls in there, as we showed yesterday. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, it's probably one of the large games. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned St Johnson there, we may as well go back and talk about them. I know we're going to end up doing the weekend backwards at this rate, but uh, I thought uh, St Johnson looked pretty good and yet yeah, managed to fall behind. I guess that one was, uh, was weird. Certainly McLean had a good few chances. McLean could have had at least a hat trick. Yeah. A bit of chances he had. Yeah, I think um, Gogic, uh, the, the Hamilton defender, he'd done pretty well to keep the keep the score down eventually. Cleared one off the line for, for McLean, like you say. I think it, there was... It was a shoot for handball at one point as well, but I get hit him rather than anything else. Um, and to be honest, I think he's been climbing on the team as well. Yeah. I think Hamill as well can feel a wee bit unlucky too, because they, they went one up and had a couple of chances in the game. Yeah. Martin Cannon certainly moaned about that, because um, you know, that, that's what they did last season as well. But um, you know, that's St John's another good win for them. You know, they, they know how to grind out results and... No, they've had another solid start to the season. Yeah. I think my favourite bit of this game is when Cummins. Sorry, just, um, my favourite bit of this game is when Cummins nipped into the away for the keeper, but somehow managed to not score anyway. I'm not, I'm not sure how Cummins got there before the keeper because it was in the box. The keeper can use his hands, and yet Cummins managed to nip in and knock it away with his head, and then didn't get enough power in it. So was the Budge the keeper managed to get back and, and keep it out. It was just a, it was a bizarre, bizarre opening of the game. And then a lovely header from Davidson to win it. Oh yeah, 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 cracking header. Um, I think Hamilton will be disappointed they didn't quite get their, their def- the, the defensive clearance in properly because it was a kind of half cleared thing that came back in. Davidson heading into the net. What, what about the, the late sending off, the, the Darren McKinnon one? Because Gogic was absolutely raging, claiming that he was going to be over cover. I thought the referee got it right, to be honest. I'm not sure Gogic was getting across. Yeah, so that I think Gogic was miles away in um, that respect, but yeah, um, that, yeah, definitely. Darren McKinnon behaving like the thug that he is. Um, yeah, it's not as fast as it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like good to see as well. Both teams playing two up front as well, which is quite rare uh, these days. So, aye, pretty good there. We were at the Rangers and Celtic. The lunch team kick off on Saturday. Yeah. 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 I know we're a bit all over the place, but just in terms of keeping it up at the top end of the table first. Yeah. Um, Did you t- I, well, uh, I never actually got to see this game, which is getting to be a bit of a habit when it comes to Celtic playing Rangers these days. Um, this time I happened to be away in, in Ireland for a few days with the family, so I was um, I was driving about trying to listen and eat one in medium wave, which is a bit crackly when you're over there. <laughs> Uh, so I've got every sympathy for all the Irish fans that used to do that in the kind of eighties, nineties, when it was you couldn't get games in the telly. You, you did your best to try and pack up BBC Scotland somehow, whether it was on the radio or whether it was on the telly. So. Yeah, 
it's uh, full credit to them for being able to do that. But uh, it was, I mean, it's if, if midweek was a walk in the park for Celtic, this wasn't too far away for it either. Um, I've seen, if you compare the stats between this game and the five-one game at the end of last season, they're very similar. Yeah, Stephen Thompson was uh, telling us that last night. Yeah, so it was. I mean, the scoreline's obviously a lot different. It's only it's only a two 0 to Celtic, but um, as far as as far as the golf between the two teams, it's still as big as it ever was. I would say so. There's no signs of that, not at all. Um, don't think was what I saw in the highlights. Um, the only attempt Rangers had was that one that Gordon saved. Um, there yeah. was the half-hearted penalty shot, which is never a penalty. Um, correct call, despite what Andy Walker, the promoter of diving, thinks. Oh, um, because um, Semyonovic clearly pulls his leg back. Morelos leaves his in to try and um, buy a fill because he's overhit it. I, I, I want to give Morelos a bit of credit here because Semyonovic tries to pull his leg out the way, and he's because he, the way he does it, his legs kind of straight. So somehow Morelos manages to jump over the knee. Which is obviously the length of that bottom half of his leg, off the ground. Was Morelos a hurdler in, his, in a previous life? <laughs> it, was, it was a good jump, must it? Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't think you were getting a penalty for that. There, there was one sports scene missed actually at the end of the, the first half, um, where Roberts kind of ran in into the box, and his last touch kind of let him down. And just as he does that, a Rangers player comes in and clatters him. Now, it never made any highlights, it's not really been mentioned much, but surely that's more of a penalty than the one that Morelos was claiming for. Don't know, but it was definitely surely a free kick with Windass's charge on Coutinho. Yeah. <laughs> also, not <laughs> something that made sports scene, oddly. Uh, and then you've also, I forgot as well, you had uh, you've all seen Stephen Cragen's challenge on Chris Sutton. I have, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, that was a typical Stephen Cragen challenge, from what I remember. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good banter on the VT fight guys I mean they're obviously yeah. playing up to it these days so it's, uh, it's good fun Aye, cause he, he did that with Terry Butcher last year Terry Butcher wiped him out of the time castle um, yeah. he plays the part of mine very well he does uh, he like, I think he likes the role so. yeah he came out with that ahead, um, after the um, the game yeah, on Saturday talking about that Brendan Rodgers won as many games as Pedro Cassini at Ibrox <laughs> that's pretty bad in the league that is because <laughs> that's what three now it's out of yeah. under Rodgers there so is Cassini only won three league games at Ibrox I think so is that all that's, that's pretty bad how about them Partick Thistle last season Dundee this season yeah because they didn't right, win yeah. their two top six games last season and yeah. uh, and they've obviously, obviously lost the Hibs through the hearts this season as well so I Dundee's yeah. the only thing to beat this season at home, which is uh, it's not a great start for Rangers. I mean, they're sitting fifth in the table yeah. at the moment, um, and that's mainly down their way for. So, yeah. It's, uh, but again, me. defensively, um, I mean, McCrory came out with some credit in the game. He looked as if he was quite well, but he wasn't helped by his partner Cardoso, who um, made him complete hash eclipse with first goal, um, and. Probably a combination of two of them for the second goal. Yeah, McGriffish runs in behind McCrory, but Cardoso doesn't go with him. Uh, Great ball by Roberts, though, for the goal. I'm, I'm inclined, if, like, for me, it's McCrory did all right for what I've seen in the highlights, um, but I think his inexperience probably caught him out with the Griffiths one. Um, it, it, it was, it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Neymar doing um, Ralston. <laughs> the PSG Celtic game. Mm-hmm. It's almost exactly the same thing. It's just Neymar was too quick to get in behind them, reacted quicker. The young and inexperienced player was caught out and, and couldn't get back. Um, it's a good finish by Griffiths. I mean, he tucks it into the corner. But, uh, expertly. Time does run perfectly as well. Yeah, yeah, times run perfectly. He's clearly onside. Roberts, perfectly weighted ball, um, and he can just finish it. It's, it's, it's really well played. Um, I think there was an element of luck with the first one, but um, it kind of. I don't think Rodic was going to expect to get it, but full credit to Rodic for then firing it straight in the net. He reacted quicker than anybody else in the penalty area. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was obviously other chances. I think Armstrong had won in the first half where he was in and goal and then slipped. Um, Rodic had won in the first couple of minutes where he, he, he tested yeah. the goalkeeper. It was a good save. Um Sinclair had a couple of decent runs and stuff where he was never, never managed to quite hit the target. Um, but yeah, it was, let's say it's, it's, it's a big gap between Celtic and Rangers at the moment. Um, 
and it's not going to be showing any signs of, of narrowing any time soon. Uh, yeah, they're but, still a long way off with a, a good team there. Just the full-backs continue to be hopeless defensively. Whoever, it seems to be whoever plays for them. Uh, it was Tavernier and Hodgson at the weekend, but just Robertson and Sinclair had seemed to have been off them all the time. And still, in the middle of the park, they've just get, they're just not good enough. Uh, uh, full, full credit to whoever managed to find out what the Rangers banner was going to be. Because that was... Uh, <laughs> Rangers banner looked quite impressive until you showed what the Celtic banner said at the other end and it just absolutely ripped it to shreds Cause for those that haven't seen the Rangers banner basically it was something about um, there's three letters emblazoned on our chest and then the Celtic one said three letters emblazoned on your grave R.I.P. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so whoever found out what the Rangers banner was going to say and I tell I, I, like, I'd, I'd be reading a couple of days before the Union Bears had this banner plan that was going to be brilliant had to, everybody had to be ready for it at the, the the start of the game well the Union Bears could have done maybe better ready for it because they had to turn the banner around before they displayed it because they got it around the wrong way at one point um, but then for, for the Celtic fans to come out with that banner they must have gone in knowing exactly what it was saying so it's uh, to the spies, <laughs> but I, I, there's certainly been a bit of uh, who told the Tims. <laughs> Probably like to find it in social media or something like that. You think? Oh, the, the, there seems to be one boy who's uh, on Twitter. Um, I'll not mention his name because I think I have a nasty feeling he's been wrongly accused. <laughs> but um, he's, he's not the nicest of people to, to the Celtic fans, so. Um, I wouldn't wish that on anybody though. So that's Celtic. Celtic now 57 games unbeaten. Will Neil Lennon's Hibs be the team to end it? Uh, it's possible. Yeah, they're the next team up. Well, certainly domestically anyway, because Celtic have got a, a massive game in midweek coming up now. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night's game against away to Anderlecht. First time I've been there since 2003. Anderlecht are a total mess at the moment. Having they did win at the weekend though. They did, but they're still sitting ninth in the league, is it? Yeah. That's not great for Anderlecht. Um, I, I think they're still managerless as far as I'm aware. Um, Don't so, take your seconds yet. Yeah, it's, well, as I was going to say, it's like it doesn't matter how much of a mess they are, I still hark back to the last time we played them in Anderlecht. Uh, we lost 1-0 to a team who were down to 10 men after 15 minutes. Probably the worst European game of Martin O'Neill's era. Because I mean, that of all the games away in the Champions League under Martin O'Neill, that's the one that always annoyed me. Because ten men after fifteen minutes, we should be getting something out of that game, and we still managed to always one 0 So um, I'm I'm very wary of of anything away from home, and especially indirect. So um, it is the game that Celtic need to take some from. Though, if I want to have any aspirations of being in Europe after Christmas, they need to take some from indirect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to Hibson as well David Ross County a, a clean sheet for Hibs as well yeah first. their first one in about five games or something I think they've lost and then lost one and then drawn the last three or something so uh, in the league anyway so that's uh, back to one of ways and a difficult venue I mean I know we're, we're talking earlier about the fact that Jim McIntyre's lost his job but um, Dingwall's usually quite a tricky place to go and um, I mean, it, it did look like, like Scott Fox had, was back in after his, his massive error against Rangers a few weeks ago. He actually played pretty well and kept the squad down, so um, I think uh, he had a few saves for the likes of Anthony Stokes and, and Boyle was, had, had a, a shot off target early on. And, was it Hanlon got the goal? Yeah, yeah Hanlon, yes. Not, not something he does often, but... Uh, was, uh, I think Hibs had their usual poor defending during the game, but um, I think Bar McKay got the, the chance and put it wide. So that's probably probably had more to do with Hibs getting the clean sheet in. Yeah, the worst bit of defending was certainly County failing to defend the corner. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can see why Ross kept having a bit of trouble. They're not defending very well. They're the lowest scoring or joint lowest scorers, only by five goals. You know, it's understandable why McGregor wanted to make a decision whether it was the right one or not to tell um, but 
Hibs made me my words last week because I, I predicted that the lender runner draws with a one 0 defeat, so they actually reversed <laughs> that by winning one 0 Yeah. <laughs> so, yep, apologies to Hibs fans for my picking them out last week. No, it's in fourth place as well. Yeah. They've only lost one game. What is that? Given their poor run in the last sort of four or five games, for them to be sitting fourth is actually pretty good. Like you say, they've only lost that one game at home to Hamilton. So it's it's a decent run so far. But uh, it's it's been a good week for Hibs. uh, Obviously, the the draw's given them Celtic in the semi final, so that's about. It's just the draw they wouldn't have wanted, but they're in the semi final. There's always a chance. Unfortunately, uh, Celtic at Hamden seems to have uh, the, the 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 poor run of form that Celtic had at Hamden seems to have disappeared because obviously Ryan Dyla uh, and Neil Lennon had uh, some poor results there. So, uh, from my perspective, I'm hoping Neil Lennon has a, another poor result there next month. But yeah, uh, they're in it. Have actually had a decent run in, in cup competitions in the last few seasons because. They have yeah, been making yeah. Hamden quite a lot. I mean, they were in uh, two finals a couple of seasons ago. Uh, were they in a semi-final last season? I guess that's we won 3-2. Yep, there you go. So, yeah, they've had a decent run. They're back there again. So, yeah, let's see. Good week for Hibs. Obviously not so good for us, County. Yeah, moving across the other side at Edinburgh, the Hearts. They spoke a wee bit about it earlier. Uh, Levine obviously came back. Still beating uh, aye, back. thanks to the referee. Uh, <laughs> Who could they call that? I've no idea. What That's Don Robertson. <laughs> Don Robertson is the man that gave the goal, the, the, the equaliser for Hearts. He, there's no way he can tell whether that was in or not. The linesman yeah. apparently, and I can only go by what Michael Stewart said in sports last night, the linesman apparently hesitated in giving this. And only after the referee gave it did the linesman do any signal. So that says to me this is a very dodgy decision. <laughs> Do we all agree that divided Walker wasn't a penalty then? I can't remember the incident he tells us. Oh well. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I thought it was one of those ones that it looks clumsy, but I think he got the ball. Yeah, I could get the ball. I can, I, I can see why it would be given. I can see why it wouldn't be given. So I'm, it's one of those ones. I'm, either way, I can understand it, but I think. If it was me, I'd have given the decision that the referee did and put on. And then after Hamish praising McLaughlin the other week, he, he won't want it. I, don't, I doubt he wants sports in the weekend. Because, um, yeah, that was a, a poor one. Yeah. Yeah. Good run by Spittle, but it's definitely shot that it should be saved comfortably. <laughs> I, I, it's... It might be a good run by Spittle, but there was no challenges whatsoever. He just had this massive space to run into, then took a shot that went straight through the keeper. So, it's uh, uh, not 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 Hart's finest point of the game. Was that three games, three league games? I don't know what Spittle scored, I don't know. Uh, I think so. It's against Rangers, I don't know that much. Um, did he score at Ross County? Yeah. I think he did. So, I think he did. Aye, he did. So, that will be three in a row. Seems to be the greatest. Well, actually, yeah, he's only actually twenty-one. Yeah. He's, 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 he's got he's got about one hundred fifty odd first team games. Mm-hmm. So it seems well, unbelievable. He's only twenty-one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fair enough. He's, he's he's one for the future. If you ever signs for somebody that isn't part of Thistle I think a lot of it was prior to me. That's all was at Dundee United. He was playing in a few different positions. Whereas part of this was he went and just put him in one position that seems to be doing paying dividends for him. So. If this are showing more signs of improvement after losing their first four games, and um, maybe they'll get their first win soon enough, um, there's certainly signs that they've got enough to start pulling away from the bottom at some point, but it's just getting that first win on the board that's a. Uh, Paying the backside for Alan Archibald, which he was clearly annoyed about again Saturday. Although he did admit the job was probably for a result. Yeah, but you want to be, if you're going to concede a goal, you won't want to have crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, true. So I would definitely be raging if I was Alan Archibald. But yeah, I like a bit more secure at the back again as well, which is, is helping. Yeah. Because uh, early in the season, they were conceding a fair amount of goals. But since they've gone back to a back three, he seems to be doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. 
Kamarik at Dundee. What was going on when I was hoping to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what has Gordon Greer done to start off with? Yeah, I mean, that, that's... Yeah, like, he's just overplayed, overplayed things, isn't he? Elbert like, like, robbed Greer, then didn't do anything with it. But Dundee stayed on the attack, and eventually Elbert Tui knocked in the rebound. It's just... It's another bizarre move. And there was a few of these in Scottish football last week. No, last week. Just, it was... Uh, I, I, you're right, what was Greer doing? Bizarre. At least it made up for it later on, I suppose, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a good good corner, good knockback for Boyd, and, and Gray was there to equalise. Um, but uh, Kilmarnock did all right this game. I mean, Scott Bain had a couple of decent saves for Irwin at the other end. Um, I think he saved a header for Finlay as well. Uh, he probably should have won it with the chance Boyd had. Like, oh, yeah, the, the setter for Boyd is shocking. I mean, that was, that was almost out for a throw. <laughs> but um, did Dundee hit the bar as well, didn't they? I think well, L back to it. L back to it. It was saved onto the bar. I think he had that decent chance. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they've yeah. got another home, another home game at the weekend. They've got as well. I'll be that's home game. I know they swapped the game by Hearts, but they do seem to have had a lot of home games already. Seems yeah, kind of crazy. But yeah, that's going to be a big game, obviously. Because I touched on the element back entirely leaving. So, whether they get the lack of manager bounce, I don't know, maybe they'll have a manager by, by the weekend. Yeah, well, see. I mean, come on, sat in bottom, the goal was off in Partick Thistle with three points, so I think they they definitely could do with that win. Uh, should we move on to predictions? Oh, I'm at that point already. Oh, yes, yeah, we, talk, we talked about the Champions League game already, so... Yeah, in a roundabout way we've managed to cover all the, the games. Not forgotten any. Yeah, right, yeah, right okay, so start with Friday night then. Friday night, Hamilton host Rangers. Um, Hamilton are 21 to 4, the draw is 72, and Rangers are 4 to 9. Uh, Chris? Oh, I said earlier, Rangers away forms are much better than their home form, so um, I don't really see anything other than the Rangers winning this. Um, might be tight though, I'll, maybe, I'll say 2 1 Rangers. Uh, John? Yeah, start with Chris there, I'm going to go 2 1, the same score they won there last season. Yeah, I was the same, yeah, 2 1 Rangers. Uh, Saturday, we have the other five games, you've got Aberdeen against St. Johnson. Aberdeen are four to seven, draws three to one, and St George are twenty one to five. Uh, John, uh, this is always a, a stuffy game. Um, <laughs> the by the minute Aberdeen podcast, um, I've actually put a tweet saying any good books that you can recommend to take along to the game. Uh, I think it will be one nil Aberdeen. It's game of the day. I mean, there's no doubt. It's just it's game of the weekend. Aberdeen suggests the second versus third. On paper, it should be. But... But they tend to cancel each other out. Well, sometimes, remember, she doesn't have a few years ago. It's sort of five or something. Five, if I'm just five, one year, uh, I must have, I don't see that happening this time. Um, I reckon I've been a win, and I reckon it'll be, I reckon it'll be 2 1. I think it'll be a bit negative 1 now. Uh, I'm good for 1 now as well. That's oh, fun. I'm going to do the No. No, I don't think so. Definitely not. No. Uh, Celtic against Tips. Celtic are one to five. The draw is eleven to two, and Hibs are twenty one to two. Uh, Chris, I think if Hibs defend the way they've been defending the last few weeks, this could be a bit of a problematic game for Hibs. Um, they, they, they gift too many chances, and you can't do that against Celtic. Um, having said that, they'll probably set up brilliantly and, and, and stifle us. And, and um, I have a nasty feeling Neil Lennon's going to turn up and do something in this game. Um, Anthony Stokes as well. Anthony Stokes, Stokes and Effie Ambrose. Uh, there's a few there. I'm just going to come back and haunt us. I might say one all. Oh, what? You've got one all. Yeah. Uh, John? <laughs> 3 0 Celtic. Oh. <laughs> I am going to go for 4 2 Celtic. Uh, Dundee versus Hearts, Dundee are twelve to five, draw is five to two, and Hearts are twenty one to twenty. Uh, John? Um 
I think Hearts will continue their unbeaten run and come away with two one win. I think Hearts will continue their unbeaten run and come away with yet another draw, one each. Yeah, I'm going to the draw side as well, one each. Uh well against Party Thistle, Motherwell are twenty one to twenty. The draw is five to two and Party Thistle twenty three to ten. Motherwell look quite attractive at that mm-hmm. price. Just thinking exactly the same uh, thing. Uh, Chris? I, I will go with a 2-1 Motherwell win. John? Um, so, uh, I'm passing your parade, but I'm going with Desmond. Ugh. Uh, no, I, can, I, I can see it being a draw as well, to be fair. Uh, I'll go for 2-1. I'll go for Motherwell to edge it. And last up, Kilmarnock versus Ross County. John? I'm going oh, to... Do you want to watch my start? Sorry, sorry. Kilmarnock are 31 go. at 20, draw is 12-5, to 5, and Ross County are 31 at 20. <laughs> Translation, my bookie have no idea what's going to happen in this game. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but I'm going to say one no Kilmarnock. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I, I think uh, you could be right. I'll go one-nil Kilmarnock as well. Uh, I'm going to go for one-nil, I'm afraid. Uh, so. uh, Rangers, we all agreed that Rangers would win, but 4-9. Four four uh, we all agreed Aberdeen would win, though. We all agreed Aberdeen would win, 4-7 That's not allowed. No. Still not allowed. Uh, what are the odds? 21 oh, 20. 21 20. Yeah, that's decent. If it was me, I'd be a mother of double, but that's me. Um, but then Wraith Rovers are 4 at 6. Wait, I'll win over. Are you going to say St. Murn 1 to 3? Well, they're too short. <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh. Peter Head, maybe. They're quite short on as well, but not as short. 11 to, 11 to 20. Air 46 against his wife, maybe. I'm happy to go with Peter Head instantly. What's that? So, Air at home? Oh, at home. I think Peter Head's still will be in Air, so it's not a good trim. So, not ready then? They're away from home, that's the only thing that puts me off, but I'm happy to go with you too if um, you think we'd go with that. But here are the same odds at home to East Fife. Well, we could go for a quadruple. The only thing I would say is East Fife are only a point behind there. All right, okay. Well, scrap that then. Maybe. That air of not been in the best of form. Whereas Red have only dropped two points. Well, if you went for all four, £10 would be 88-26. So if you drop Air United from that and go for a treble, then it would be 52 96 I think that's good enough. Aye, so that. we're taking Stalin Albion and Wade to be ahead? Yes. Yeah. Is it? Right. And it's 52 96 yep. Okay. Yeah, first goal scorer. Anyone? Any thoughts? What about Ryan McCord of Arbroath? They're at home. Allah, he scored five in his last two games. Maybe something different. Aye, I'll go right, up. Could be a, could be a shout. Arbroath are favourites for that game as well. So, aye, let's go with that. Sure. Uh, the only thing I maybe touch on briefly is the Scotland squad. Uh, only difference was Cooper. I think. Yep, it hasn't actually been capped before, but uh, has been in the squad once before. He's a central defender, so I'm not exactly going to be criticising him for picking somebody that plays in a position that we know there's a problem. So yeah, and he's the captain of Leeds team who's been doing very well this yeah. season so far. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to criticise that co-op, so I, I'm not. Um, no, Cal McGregor again is probably where I'm criticising him, but then. He's even arguing for that because Carl McGregor's not been starting for Celtic either. He's been coming on and yeah. making a difference. So I still think I would rather have Carl McGregor in the squad than not. But it's 
he's basically gone for a squad that played well last month. So, oh sorry, this month because we're still September. Um, and aye, it's he's shown a bit of faith in the guys that have done well so far. So let's uh, uh, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and see how things go. I mean, it could change in the next couple of weeks anyway because obviously there's games still to be played before we get to the next international break. But um, yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Everybody stays fat. Aye, absolutely. I don't think there's much. Um, there was never going to be any big changes for this month, given that we're at the end of the campaign. Um, but that one, Cooper coming in is a, a good one, given how well he's been doing. And it was a toss up between Martin and Hanley, which one dropped out. Uh, all other thing that maybe touch on a wee bit of pie chat. You had a pie at Fur Park the other day. Jordan. I thought I thought that set the tone for the night because it was absolutely disgusting. Um, <laughs> the the last time I had a pie at Fur Park years ago, um, the grease like, poured out and it was the same again. So not very disappointing. So you'll not be buying another pie there. Not at Fur Park. I, no. I must have. I was never a fan of the Fur Park pies either. So the Fur Park pies and the Fur Park tannoy were just dreadful. Oh, tannoy is I dreadful. I, 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 I'll give them credit, I do quite like the unusual music you get at Fur Park because they do like a kind of mashup. <laughs> so they'll put two songs together and you'd never expect to be together and play it over their awful tannoy. <laughs> so if you can hear it, you usually get a good laugh. You get quite a good laugh. It's good fun. Yeah. Should give mention to the young team who were well up for that cup tie. Yeah. They pretty much made noise all through the game. So fair play to them. I know some yeah, people don't like the drums, but they certainly get. Hail to provide that kind of pretty decent atmosphere in the whole way, probably. So. Yeah, without a doubt. They usually do. They, 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 they've got a good crowd at uh, Fur Park for that. That's the ones that are in the kind of towards the south stand, but in the east stand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're usually a noisy and fun bunch. So. They do their club crowd. Uh, but that probably covers everything, I think. I think so, eh? Aye. Yeah. I think we've talked enough. Uh, good luck to Celtic guys tonight. Yeah, and I'm right about the way we've managed to cover everything. Yeah. So, cheers, guys. Yeah. Cheers. cheers. Thank you. <laughs>